Welcome to the Thing Generation Wealth Podcast. This is episode number 103. I am your host, Amir Estimo. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast episode. I always like to open each podcast episode with gratitude. And first of all, I'd like to tell you guys, thank you very much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this podcast because you could be doing anything in this world, but the fact that you're listening to this podcast, hopefully this is of value to you. Second, please rate and subscribe the podcast if you enjoy the content. Leave a review, whether it's good or bad, it's only going to make the podcast only better. And please share this podcast if you find it valuable. And maybe you know someone that could use any of this information and then put it into action. So information without action is useless. So this is what this podcast is about, is we are on a mission to eradicate financial literacy. Third, this podcast is brought to you by American Financial. Okay, let's jump into the episode. Well, today's podcast episode is, uh, I would say this is probably going to be a reminder, but also beneficial. And the reason I say this is because this podcast, I was actually reading the article and was saw a headline and I kind of read into it a little bit. And it was talking about how right now credit card usage is up in America. And I think it was the number was staggering. It was somewhere like 56% or something like that compared to previous years. So compared to previous years, the credit card usage has been up 56% uh, currently right now. And, and, it, and it's also, it was a reminder it says, I think it was less than 65% of American or 57% of American. This was a survey that was taken in Yahoo Finance. And it says, most Americans do not have major savings cushion to fall back on. And that's consistent according to Gold Banking Rates Survey. 57% had less than 1,000 in their savings in both 2022 and 2023. So that is very, very recent. And then also you can check out the article, Back to Broke. Americans are racking up debt and burning through their savings. Economists warn it could spark a recession. Nearly 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck as they spend down savings and lean on credit cards to make ends meet. Okay, first of all, number one, I'm going to say this, credit cards, you should not be using credit cards to base, leverage credit cards to basically live. And I know that may sound kind of counterproductive or however you say counterintuitive or whatever, but I mean, I know we leverage credit cards. For example, I leverage credit cards sometimes. Uh, what I do is if I know, hey, I'm going to be getting paid here real soon, I'll leverage credit cards. And then I'll use that. Once I get paid, I'll pay it, right? Because you're using other people's money to finance whatever you're doing, whether it's groceries, gas, etc. It's basically your daily living and probably once and etc. But what I see is, what I'm saying is, I don't think it should be something. First of all, I'm not a financial advisor. Let me get that out the way. So if you need someone to help you with your finances, please contact a licensed professional financial advisor 
that could be able to sit you down and help you go through your finances. This podcast is just for educational purposes. Now, what I say is you, people should not be over leveraging credit cards because now you're, you're getting into what Dave Ramsey says about credit cards, how credit cards is devil, you shouldn't have credit cards, etc. And he's right in that regards because if you have to live on credit cards and let's say you have to end up making minimum payments because you don't have the finances to maybe pay off your balance by the end of the month, then I don't know if it's really a good idea for you to leverage credit cards in that capacity. Because credit cards, what you really should be using it for is you know your everyday purchases, right? Gas, fuel, all that. But what you should do is you should be budgeting around that. Meaning that, hey, if I'm gonna spend $500 on credit cards, by the end of the month, I should be able to pay $500 so that balance remains zero. Because the banks don't make money if there's they can't charge interest on the balance, number one. So they cannot make money. So you don't pay your balance by the end of the month. And then let's say you don't pay your balance by the due date. By the time your statement day occurs, you're going to pay interest, whatever that interest rate is. And with the fact that the feds are raising interest rates to keep up with inflation, number one, another thing. And then number two is cost of living has went up big time. Like I went out recently, a couple of friends of mine, like brothers, and stuff that I used to buy that were six, seven bucks, now I'm paying double for it. And you feel it, you see it at the pump, you see it at the groceries, eggs and stuff are up. Everything is expensive. House, all that is expensive, right? And I understand that aspect. But what I'm saying is you should not make you should not be over leveraging credit cards. Because let's say you do leave a balance, whatever the interest rate is, which is killer on a credit card, which is like 20-something percent, right? So that's a 20-something percent credit card interest rate. Now you're paying, not only you're paying just the, but you're paying interest on the balance. And that's how the banks make money, okay? So if you're over leveraging credit cards, I would highly suggest, please stop. Because you don't want to be part of the statistics. What you see is 65%, if I, if I read this correctly, 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and they're spending down their savings. I've even seen it now, people are actually going into their 401ks or people are using things like a home equity line of credit or a heat lock. These are things I'll talk about later on, but those are things people are now using to try to get by. Now, if you're going to go into your 401k and take money, I would probably take that money and go start a business because that's what's going to at least help you and to create another source of income. Because this is why in these times it's important to have multiple streams of income. Because when we were before the pandemic and all that, is you know things were we were living pretty comfortably. But now after the pandemic, you gotta understand that everything was shut down. A lot of the government is now trying to recuperate a lot of that money that they lost during the pandemic. Okay. So you don't want to be a statistic. You don't want to be someone that's that's sixty five percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And if you go to the other article, it says fifty seven percent of Americans don't even have a thousand dollars in their savings account, which is pretty brutal. 
because if something happens, God forbid, a medical thing happens, or you lose your job, that's almost that's almost like suicide, because one source of income is as close to zero, and you don't want to be as close to zero as possible, right? And one thing I know in this podcast, I talk about credit cards and stuff and usage. One thing I'm not an advocate about is credit card debt. I don't want people, I don't want any of us here to be going on credit card debt because that's like the worst thing to be in is credit card debt, okay? And I know how I felt, and it took me a very long time to get out of that. Uh, now, it says further down in the Yahoo Finance article, it says, all in general American savings remain fairly consistent from 2022 to 2023. Now, it's going to talk about the age range, right? It's, the age range is, in 2022, 45% of Americans aged 45 to 54 had $100 less in their savings account. The most likely age bracket to have under $100 in savings on the flip side, adults between the ages of 55 and 64 were the most likely to have over $10,000 in savings. Quarter of those respondents who fell into the savings category were in the age bracket. Additionally, so this is more like the baby boomers, um, I forgot the name of the generation before, um, generation Y or whatever, but the age, if you guys get what I mean, are likely to have 2,001 to 5,000 in savings. And then it says, women are more likely to have less in their savings account heading into 2023 than men. According to the survey, 37% of women have less than $100 in their savings, while only 27, 28% of men have under $100. Now in that regards, that regards, there's a little bit to unpack there, meaning that most of the time, men are the breadwinner in the household. You know, it's, you, you have well, probably your one income household, the woman stays home with the kids and she's raising the kids while the man goes out to work. Men are also more likely to have over 10,000 in savings 15% of men selected this response, while only 11% of women did. Okay, so going back, so we're talking about credit card usage is up. Okay, Six, so that means credit card usage is up now since quarter three. Default, people are now defaulting more on their credit cards. So what that means is that all of default means is you're just not paying your credit card. Either you're paying it late or you're not paying it on time or you're just not paying it at all, okay? So how do we, what do we do about this? That's a very good question because now Americans are going back to their old bad habits, which was before, because during the pandemic, a lot of things, a lot of places were giving people breaks. I know my auto loan, they didn't, they, they didn't charge me for like two months or I didn't pay, or three months, I didn't pay any car note. My wife's so would be mine. Mortgage, well, you still got to pay that <laughs> regardless. Uh, there's quite a few things that they just kind of give you a pause and a break on. So I would say here is the five things you need to do today to not be part of the statistic and be on the other side. And again, I'm not saying this is what should be done, but if you're going to take money out of your 401k, I would do that in starting a business or investing in a business or 
maybe even investing in maybe real estate. I wouldn't go into stocks. I would not go into cryptocurrency. I would not just, I would not be taking money from my 401k. Because all you're really doing is you're taking money from your future self. Because your future self is you're going to retire. And you're going to need money to retire, right? You don't want to be well into your 60s, 70s still working. So if you're going to take money out of your 401k, be very mindful and strategic how you do that. Because you don't want to just go take money out and just go be paying bills. Because all you're going to do is, if you have not disciplined yourself enough or even educated enough, you're going to be right back into that cycle again. So I highly, in my opinion, I would not do that. Unless it's going to start a business and you are educated, you got a mentor, invest into a mentor who's already made those mistakes that can increase your learning curve, that's what I would do. Or invest in some type of real estate. I talk about land, I talk about real estate. I would not do residential right now. There are some very good asset classes right now where in real estate, where it doesn't have to involve residential. The residential market, we have not known, has severely slowed down. And that is another thing, okay? So the five steps to improve your financial situation during these times. Number one, budgeting. That is key. Uh, I would even admit, most recent, I have not been budgeting. I can't remember the last time I even sat there and did a budget. I recently sat down and did it. I said, you know what? At the end of, this, at the end of the week, I don't have as much money as I want. What is it I'm doing wrong? And I just made myself a spreadsheet. You don't have to use a spreadsheet. You can actually use tools. You know, you can use Met.com. That's the one I'm familiar with. I know there's plenty others out there, but I'm pretty sure if you just read, put it in Google, a budgeting app, there'll be plenty of them out there. I'm familiar with Met.com. Met.com, it can connect you to all your bank, your accounts. I don't really use, honestly, I, I think I, I think I've done it to where it connects to my savings, my savings and checking. And then everything, and then you can actually create a budget in that app. You can create, you can connect all your accounts, credit cards to those, and then it can create, you can go in and create yourself a budget. A budget is very important because what a budget does, it disciplines you. Because what we're, what we're seeing now is people are focusing so much more on their wants than their needs. But if you have a budget in place, um, I was out a couple of days ago with uh, my brothers, for example, and I pulled out some cash and they were like, you know what, I'm going to carry cash. And the reason I explained that is the reason I rather carry cash in certain instances because it disciplines me. Because because cash, you want to hold on to your cash more than you want to use your credit card. Because a credit card, let's say if you use it, your, mind's, your mind is not, you're not disciplining yourself enough to know that, okay, you know what? I'm probably, let's say if you were to go out, have drinks or whatever, and you're disciplined, you know, you say, you know, I'm going to pay $50 and I'm good. You're not going to discipline yourself enough with a credit card because the $50 can then turn to $100. But if you have cash, you'd be like, you know what? Let's say the cash is two or $300 until the next time you get paid, right? Then you can hold on to that cash or spend, you, you will most likely not spend the cash as much compared to you using the credit card. So budgeting is very imperative, especially now. And then what I 
Number two would be focus on your needs, not your wants. So that means you would have to delay gratis gratification, right? So a lot of people right now, they're probably focusing on buying stuff they don't absolutely need. So if you, what are your necessities? You know you need water, you know you need shelter, you know you need food, you know you need electricity. Even probably even a cell phone. People say, well, I don't need a cell phone. Yeah, you do need a cell phone because probably 90 to 80, 90, I'd probably say 90, 95% of the world has a cell phone. People don't even have portable phones anymore. So if you do, I'm very, I'll be very surprised to know who still does, but having, delaying your gratification, delaying the wants versus the needs, because think about it. If you don't even have a thousand dollars in your account, what is you buying a watch that costs two, 200 bucks or a hundred bucks going to do for you? That's two to a hundred bucks that, that should be in your account. You need to have money in case something goes wrong, right? So if you don't even have a thousand dollars in savings, what are you doing buying a brand new shoe or buying a dress? Or, and again, I'm not here to tell people what to do with their money. That's your business. But what you're doing is you're just part of the statistic. You're part of the cycle. And then if you're part of that cycle, how can you get out of it if you're not making if you're not taking care of your necessities, your everyday needs versus your wants. So that may include instead of you going and taking a trip, that may include, hey, I know me and my family, we just we wanted to take a care of Caribbean trip. But now we're kind of like, you know, maybe it's probably best to do a U.S. trip because things are so expensive right now. And not to say we don't have the money, but it's just that by the time we do a whole family trip, probably end up paying double than what we would if we just probably stayed here in the states now that determined maybe we stay even in the state so we we reside in and we just you know have a vacation there sometimes we just i know as tough as it is and we as human beings we want to do everything now but sometimes it is very important for us in our future because you got to remember when you are not taking care of your savings your self-health, spiritually, mentally, you're only discounting yourself in the future. That's what you're doing. So if you got to think of, because I know the cliche is we're all going to die. And that's true. Not to get morbid on here. And that's true, right? We're all not making that just a lie. But I like to live long. I like to get to a point when I'm in my 60s, I'm not looking back 20, 30 years and like, man, why not do that when I was in the 30s? Why not do that in the 40s? Because now I'm still sitting here. I got to work. I still got to bust my tail. I still got to get up to a job I probably don't even like. So, folks, if you don't delay in gratification, I know right now is the hardest thing to do. But it's probably going to be your future self is going to thank you for to doing that. Okay. So, I would say let's review. Number one, it's budget. Very important. Use budgeting apps. You can, you can create yourself a little spreadsheet on Google Sheets or even Microsoft Excel if you have access to that. And just create yourself a budget. Every time or even every single month you, you can do it. You can even set it up every week. You can even set it up daily. However, whatever is convenient for you. But get yourself on a budget. Okay. Number two, focus on your needs, not your wants. So this will probably include delaying gratification. Okay. Number three. Automate all your finances. 
So that means auto pay. So if you have your car car note on the auto pay, what I did recently, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even say this for everyone, but I'm just like I'm the type of person out of sight, out of mind. So what I mean by that is once I get paid, what I did was I opened up an online banking account. You can use Capital One, City, Discover, American Express. They all have online savings account. Then what I do is, is I set up an account and say, okay, this is the car account, or this is the house account, this is the mortgage account, or this is the vacation. And I just automate all that stuff. So by the beginning of the month, I go into my bank, because I already know I get, I get paid on a semi-monthly basis, meaning I get paid on the 15th to 30th. So I already know those two days, I have to set, I set up all my finances. And I say, okay, the car note, you're gonna go here. Well, it, because if it's not in my account, it's not part of my budget, it's, if, if that makes sense, meaning that it's out of sight. So I know that it's in another account, that's the house, that's the auto account, that's the account that's gonna take uh, the auto payments, and I pay it off of there, okay? Now my main account, okay, whatever I have left, after I savings, because the first thing you want to do if you have a, or if you have a job, self-employed, whatever, I would say is the first thing you want to do is automate your savings account. So meaning that take a percentage out. Because the government, let's say you're a corporate, you work for corporate or employee, the government, before they even hand you that paycheck, you have your gross pay, but then your net pay is everything after taxes and whatever, right? You should be doing the same thing. So once you get that money, don't even go and look to pay bills. Take that money and put it into a savings account. Build your emergency fund. That should actually, this is a bonus. I didn't have this on here, but that's a bonus. Number, the bonus should be build your emergency fund first. So that means what, I don't know if you guys read the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I think what he talked about, I remember he said, is the first thing you're gonna do is Take your savings, put your savings. Pay yourself first. Once you pay yourself first, then whatever, so whatever bills you pay, you gotta pay this. Then you go what you need. So let's say you 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 are negative two hundred after all your bills or something like that. That would that would push you to be like, you know what? Maybe I need to start a side hustle, or maybe I need to find a part time job. In some cases, then you may have to go get another job. Now I'm not an advocate people getting two jobs. And the reason is that depending on what it is, because number one, you're gonna be taxed even more. Because now you're gonna push yourself in a higher tax bracket. If you don't have a business or any other deductions, now you're gonna get a second job. Now you push yourself in a higher tax bracket, you're gonna be taxed even more. And number two, depending if you have a family, you're taking yourself away from your family. And that's not what you want to do. That's not what the generational wealth is about, right? Now everybody's situation is different. And I'm not here, again, I'm not here to tell people what to do. What I'm here to do is I want you guys to think because right now it's ugly out there. It is ugly out there. And if you're not creating blocks for yourself, you're just, you're going to fall into that the trap of what's going on these days, right? So I would say, again, budgeting, focus on your needs, not your wants, build your emergency fund. You should be building that first because you need six months, three to six months, depending on your situation. You know, if you make 
Let's say you are your bills by a month, everything tally up, $3,000. That would mean you would need, if you do six months of that, those are your needs. We're not talking about your wants. You do six months of that, that's 18000 Okay. Let's say you say, okay, you know what? I need 15000 You know, and that's over three months, right? And that's 9000 It's half of that. 9000 Because you may say, okay, you know what? Let's say I lost my job. It may take me three months to find another job. At least I have that cushion. I have three months where I'm not stressing. At least my necessities are taken care of. So you want to make sure, number one, you have that emergency fund because that is going to be critical on how you make it day to day. Because then now you're not pushing yourself to be, well, I need to go to my 401k. Or I need to go and figure out, go take out a personal loan. Or maybe even you extend and over leverage my credit cards and even get in more credit card debt. Because number one, when you get in more credit card debt, your credit usage goes up, your credit goes down. Then lenders, let's say you decide to go apply for a loan, a car note, house, whatever, they're going to go back and look at this and be like, man, this person is really over leveraging yourself. So, which brings me to my next point. Point number, point number four, keep credit card usage under 10%. The golden rule they say is 30, okay? I don't like 30, and here's the reason why. Because when you get in, number one, you're talking to someone who I've done this and my credit score is shot up to 800 and, and it's been, this has worked for me. And the reason why I don't like 30%, because let's say for example, right, your, your bill, you got a credit limit of 1,000. Okay, so 30% of that is 300 bucks. So that means you can't go with 300. But what that does is lowers your credit score. It really does. But if you do under 10%, what 10% is 100 bucks, that teaches you to be disciplined. Now, the difference of that 300 is $200, right? What could you do with that 200 bucks? That 200 bucks, you can put it into your six months emergency fund. Or you can put it into an account where you have a thousand dollars we can save a thousand dollars it's better to do it that way than do this whole 30 percent and then you're not disciplined and you want people to try to be disciplined as much as possible so i would say uh going back to number three sorry about that folks automate all your savings i've been up there i talked about that automate all your finances number one auto pay set everything up on auto pay number two savings talk about it Investments. Automate your savings. Automate your investments. You want to you want to automate all this stuff so you have a peace of mind. And then maybe throughout that month, you can pick a day, right? And you can pick a day or two days throughout that month, and you go in there and pay bills. You don't want to be paying bills every single week. Pay bills. You know, just go in there and pay your bills, and you should be fine, right? So, and then going back to number three. Going back to that, keep credit card usage under 10%. I say 10%, some may say 30, but I say 10, because at least you can use that difference, either save it or invest it, okay? So going, let's recap again. Budget, focus on your needs, not your wants. Number three, automate all, all your finances, include your emergency fund. And then I uh, number, and then number four would be keep credit card usage under 10%. And then number five, 
Do not default on any credit card payments, folks. If anything, make the minimum payment. Because what you want is you want whoever the the issuer, uh, the trade line, however you say it, you want to make sure they keep reporting positive, good standing. Even let's say your credit cards do go up. Defaulting on your credit cards is going to look worse on you. And now you're heading into this is where you may have worked hard to build your credit credit score up to, let's say, for example, 750. You miss one payment, and that can slowly drop you down to 730 easily. You miss two, you get my drift. You want them to continue reporting positive good standing. You want all your accounts to be in good standing. Okay? So that's number one. You want to do that. Do not default on any credit cards if you have any. Do not default default on any of your bills. And going back to what I was saying earlier, pay yourself first. So if you, let's say, for example, you get $1,000, I'm just saying, $1,000 paycheck, Take 20%, 25% of that, put it into an account. Your needs and wants and all that, let's say is $400. So now you're down to 350 bucks. You take care of some savings, your needs and wants. So you may have to live off 350 bucks until the next time you get paid. And the age range they said that's struggling the most is the 20s and 30s. Because some of them may not understand how money works. Some of them over leverage. And that's because they buy things they probably don't need. And, and trust me, having a young kid at under the age of 20, I see it. The mindset. And once you default, the worst thing you can do is not pay any of your payments. Or including credit cards. So I would say, during these times, Practice these six things or five things. And in my opinion, I think you should be fine. But it's going to take discipline, your why, and courage. And the reason it's courage is because you're going to be in a situation where people may not understand. Hey, maybe you're out with friends and you know, they're out drinking or whatever, or they're out buying stuff, and you may feel like you need to do that too. You want to be part of that. Because we as humans, we're built, to be, we're, we're built to be part of the pack. That's why the pandemic was so hard for a lot of us, because we were isolated from each other. And that's not how we're built. We're built to be around each other, and to be part of a community, a pack. So if anything you get out of this podcast today, don't be a statistic. Be a difference maker. Be different. Be a leader. Because what happens is now, if you're not part of that statistic, people are going to come to you and be like, man, what are you doing to make sure you're not falling into debt? I'd like to know what you're doing. And you know what? I don't have my stuff any much better than the next person. But what I do have is the fact that I discipline myself enough. Now, I do once in a while, do I go and splurge and buy new stuff for me? Yes. But I bet you too, at the same time, <laughs> By the end of the month, that is zero. That balance hits zero. 
because you don't want to be putting yourself in a position because I don't want to over leverage using credit cards. Credit cards to me is not it's not something I should be relying on to live. It's something I should be leveraging to do whatever, either build travel with your clients or even use that to go build a business. You know, because there's things you can actually do with credit cards if you don't know about. But this is not the episode to talk about it. So as I, as I leave with this, folks, I financial literacy is so important today, more than ever, because right now we're seeing the market is, say, recession, are we going to recession and all that. You want to be prepared. So in case something like this happened, you're not going back to 2008. And we've had many recessions in between that. But 2008 was a rough one. So if you are done, if you have not learned a lesson, here's a few. One, if you have one source of income, you got zero. You know, you're close to the problem. You're, you're close to being broke and you realize. Number two, start a hard side hustle. You can start a side hustle today. Find something that you're good at and go for it. And be passionate about it. So if you're passionate about what you're good at, you're going to enjoy what you want to do. And if someone pays you to do it, it's even going to make you even more happier. Because someone's recognizing the talent. This should be a great time for us where right now we can be, right now we can be building skill sets. It may require you to go get new skills, learn new, learn new technology, if you're in the tech field, whatever that is. Okay? Side hustle. May need to build a business. Have multiple streams of income. Because you never know, especially with all these tech layoffs most recently, you never know when your employer is going to come to you and tell you, fortunately, we got a downside and let you go. If you're in a position to where you're not even able to live one month, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. And I would, it would hurt me because to me is this podcast, I want to be able to get out as much information as possible. I know this podcast is more lengthier than usual, but what I'm, I, I truly believe this podcast has impact because we are forgetting the basics. That's what I just went over today. It's just the basics. And with us forgetting the basics, now we're back to being broken and struggling, right? And that's what we don't want, is financial suicide. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode. Until next week, much love. Peace.